welcome back to another episode of Meta Athletes, The Playbook. I'm Katie Brinkley, and I'm joined by Coach B and Carl today. And we were sitting here before I hit record, and we all had a big collective sigh. And it's we're recording on a Tuesday, and we're breathing a sigh of maybe a Thursday sigh just came out. We're all <laughs> yeah, something. We're all tired. How is it? that we can all be so tired at the start of a work week. And that's what I wanted to start our conversation at today, of, of getting started and continuing, even though the work week, your week is just getting started, how are we gonna push through it and what we do to kind of reset our focus so that we can take the rest of the week strong? Yeah, great question. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally was just, on on my lawn right now laying down just looking up at the sky for 10 minutes wondering how am i how am i going to find any energy right now to continue because for me it's 2 p.m uh i still have ways to go and i'm just thinking you know i can't wait to get to bed tonight <laughs> but that that was my reset i was just trying to uh get myself centered again but yeah i can get into specifics but i would love to hear uh how you guys are doing I'm doing great. Yeah, things are um things are busy all around in terms of family, um, families like my kids' sports schedules, um, things at work. But it's um you know it, it's one of those things where um it does feel like it's much later in the week and it doesn't feel like the beginning of the week. But uh, my typical schedule, like when when my season start rolling around, is every day kind of runs into each other. Like I've got a lot of friends who. And, and that work in pros and they often say every day is groundhog day where you don't know whether it's a Monday or it's a Saturday. You just kind of know it's a game day or is it a practice day? And you just kind of um, not go through the motions, but you just kind of understand like, hey, this is what I have to do today and on this kind of day. And this is what I need to get done. These are responsibilities I need to get done. But um, I think I think we all have so many things on our plate at all times, whether it be personal lives, business lives, um, family lives, social lives, whatever it may be. There's always so many things going on that are competing at our demands. And I don't know if I have or we all have the right strategies, but um, I'm interested definitely to hear what everybody else has to say when it comes to, you know, how do we continue to, to push forward when we have um, a to-do list, right? Or a to-do list that's never going to um, seem like it's being completed because there's going to be something else you got to add to it and add to it, add to it. Um, Katie, what, what do you do on those, um, when those moments arise? Because, you know, as a mom and, um, you know, run your own business, I'm sure your, your, your laundry list never ends. It, it doesn't ever end. And it's, it's interesting that you, you, you bring up, you know, the laundry list. And I was actually talking with a girlfriend, uh, this weekend about just being tired and, um, the the mental tat load that we sometimes carry the things that like we have to do the laundry we have to do the grocery shopping we, the to-do list that is ever going inside our heads and while it's like okay well i've have i've got nothing to do this weekend i can go to this concert i can go ahead and do do this activity but then in in your head you're still mentally working and i I honestly think that that is why I am so tired, even though it is just a Tuesday. I am mentally exhausted 
after trying to, to be a, a, a maid of honor in my best friend's wedding, to getting both my kids off to school, to going back into full business mode now that, now that my kids are in school, but still trying to run the household. And so I'm just mentally tired from, from thinking about all the things that, that need to get done that, you know, don't have the, the, the glorification of like, ha I went ahead and, and I did two, I closed two deals today or, or anything like that. But Hey, I remembered to order cucumbers this week, you know, and I've been dying for cucumbers, those mental exhaustions that take, that take their toll when we are going through a bit of a, uh, I want to say maybe a life shift because the seasons are changing, but with that too, my life has tremendously changed over the past three weeks. And even though we had, you know, a, a long weekend a couple weeks ago, I'm still trying to get up to speed. And so I think I'm just, I'm just mentally tired. One of the things that I do, Coach B, um, is I exercise. Um, and it's actually really hard for me because I know I feel so much better after, after I've gone to the gym, after I've just gone on a 30-minute walk or a 15-minute walk even. I feel so much better and so recharged. But the only time I get to do that is at 4.30 in the morning when I'm, you know, physically tired. So it's, it's been this endless cycle for me right now of I'm mentally tired, but if I want to get out of this mentally tired state, I have to get up, but I'm also physically tired. So I'm not really doing anything to help reset my, my, my clock, reset my engines. Yeah, that's huge. And, and sometimes, I mean, exercise is such a great uh, reset button, but sometimes exercise can be uh, destructive, especially when your your body is tired. But if your mind is tired, exercise is great. But if your body is tired and you actually need to recover, that's where it can be. Um, yeah, it can kind of counteract the, the, the positive effects. And, and, I, and I think what comes up for me is um, the awareness of knowing, is it physical tiredness that I'm experiencing right now or is it decision fatigue in terms of my mental? Uh, am, I, am I experiencing a lot of stressors that is influencing my body? Uh, as, as those stressors are influencing my body, is it, uh, is it appropriate to uh, do a hard workout right now or is it better to maybe jump in an ice bath? Um, it's these. I think these are simple questions, but I think the awareness uh, behind them is important. And we've talked about awareness so many times. Uh, and I feel like Coach B, you already have three or four things that you're ready to share. So I'd love to hear what's on your mind. Yeah, it always comes back to awareness. And um, you know what I think the most healthiest thing is is that we all admit we can admit that we do get tired. You know what I mean? Like I never wanted to come sound like um, to our listeners that we are um, like super beings that we never get tired and, and we're talking esoteric philosophical talk all the time. Like we're, um, you know, we, we all get tired. And I think what it comes down to is what are our coping skills or what are our coping mechanisms and what are our strategies that we that we have found to work for us in, in particular situations when we do start to have these feelings of, um, you know what, like, I don't know if I can get this done or, you know, I don't know if I need, I can get all these uh, responsibilities done. Um, and some of it, like what I tell the athletes that I work with is, is like, that's what true mental toughness is. Like mental toughness gets thrown out so frequently within sports about like this person is not mentally tough. And, um, 
what it comes down to me and I, the kind of the definition that I've kind of come up with and I live by is it's being able to do the right thing at the right time in the right situation every single time. So a lot of people equate that to being to like a physical task, but you can also equate it to being a mental task. I say one day you're going to have to, you're going to be a parent and you have to take care of your child when you don't feel great. And what are you going to do then? Or those opportunities in those moments when you have to go to work or you have to, um, you, you got to do the laundry because your kids need clothes for a day or, or whatever it may be. Like you got to be able to get stuff done, even though you may not feel like it all the time. So there's a degree of mental toughness and mental skills that are required um, to be able to make sure that you can continue to cross things off your checklist and, and just realize that it's probably never going to end. And I think when you can come to that mental realization, well, it's an actual realization that, um, you know what, there's always going to be stuff in your inbox. There's always going to be stuff on your to-do list. And as long as you can just handle them in stride and prioritize them and cross things off the list, um, I think you're going to be in good shape. But just realize, like, it's never going to end. You know, it, it's just it's an ongoing process of of being an adult, you know, and, and having responsibilities, especially when you have to start taking care of other human beings, like that is a, you know, that throws a, um, a completely different uh, twist on, on, on your daily living. Like it's easy if you live by yourself, you know, um, it, it, you have time, you have endless amounts of time to be able to get stuff done if you're on your own. But when you've got a spouse and you've got kids and you've got sports and you've got school and you've got a job and you've got um, things that you're doing on the side, there's, there, there's always things you're going to be pulling at your stressors, right? Everything's a stressor. Um, but it comes down to your coping skills and how can you manage all those types of things that you can effectively uh, be elite at every single one of those things. Um, so a lot of it comes back to, like Carl said, it's a, your awareness and the strategies. I mean, Katie, like saying exercise, it, it's that's a huge one, I think, that people can be able to do every single day. Like my wife, <laughs> my wife, God bless her, she gets up at 4.30. So her same thing because she wants to work out then. Um, and then she'll come up, she'll come upstairs and I work out at five forty, right? So, and then by the time I get up, like we're getting our kids ready and we're, we got our day going, but I know when I have those 40 to 50 minutes and she does too, like that's, that's our time to be able to, to zone in on us. And if we can maximize that time, I know for me personally, it kind of like, it shifts my energy to the right state. So I can, uh, cliche, like attack the day and win the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree on all those things. Uh, like you said, when you, when you have kids, I, I had a nine, 19 month old in, in bed last night and, uh, he was kicking and doing the H, which is, you know, just going, he has to go in the opposite direction. It's like, can you just at least lay parallel to us, kid? <laughs> no, I gotta have my head in, in this person's back, my, my heels in your back. Uh, yeah, it, it makes it pretty challenging. And um, it's it's interesting today, for example, I, I woke up and I usually don't have to drive or commute in the morning. But during the commute uh, today, I was like, oh, man, I don't know how how I'm going to make it through this thing with a smile. But thankfully, uh, traffic opened up. I, I had a, a, a 10 minute window and I just uh, meditated for maybe eight minutes. Uh, before going in. And if I hadn't done that, um, 
I mean, I think I would have ripped somebody's head off today because I was I was just that that beat. Uh, so yeah, meditation is great. Uh, I have this little app uh, called State. Um, it's a super simple app that uh, you have four four different options. You can calm down, you can get uh, alert, you can find focus, uh, or you can get ready for 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 sleep. And it's kind of catered to uh, your CO two tolerance. And uh, this is not a plug. It's just an app that I use. Uh, but it has these little, you know, circles on it, and you just kind of pick the one that you need. So, so today I just uh, picked uh, feeling calm, even though I was tired, uh, and the the calmness uh, actually allowed me to to enter with uh, just a state of, of of feeling like, okay, well, there's a lot that's out of my control. Let me just focus on what is in my control. Let me do that, which is bare minimum at this moment. And um, sometimes it just works out. And I, and I think that's another thing is that uh, elite, like you were saying, uh, high performance. It's about doing the little things well. And it's about choosing what is the uh, least you can do that's going to make the, the biggest impact. And I think you said this the other day, Coach B. It was like when 20% of your effort uh, produces 80% of your results. Uh, one of us said it. Uh, I can't remember who, who but... Uh, it's it's pretty true. If you can focus on that 20% that's going to make the uh, 80% outcome successful, then I think you got something to to go off in uh, meditation, a little breath work. That, that helps. In five minutes, you can turn the ship around just enough. Uh, so that's that comes highly recommended from me. Well, Carl, I'm, I'm glad you, I know that we're not affiliated with, with this app, but I'm glad that you brought it up because there, there are different types of meditation. There are different times that you need to meditate, whether you are stressed or whether you are tired or whether you are already feeling calm. There's different types of meditations that can help get you through whatever it is that you're, you're, you're going through at that time. And, and even if it's just 10 minutes, uh, it has a, it can have a world of impact on your day. I know, uh, I had a brief stint as a, as a flight attendant and, um, that's when I started meditating, um, in, in, in between like flights and stuff, I definitely needed to have something to recenter and recharge. And it made a world of difference. Like sometimes I'd get into such a meditative state. I, I didn't know if I was asleep or awake or, or how, you know, what, what was really happening. But afterwards I felt completely renewed and recharged. So I know that this is kind of a, a little bit of a side, you know, road from where we started the conversation, but just since you brought it up, Carl, you know, there, there are different types of meditation and all of them can be beneficial for you no matter where you're feeling with your day. Talk to us just a little bit about how, how you incorporate meditation into your day, day to day. Do you have a set time? Do you try and say, okay, every day at 9 a.m., no matter where I am, I'm going to meditate based off of this app and how I'm feeling? Or is it, I have 10 minutes, I need to recenter? Yeah, uh, great question. I, I started meditating, uh, I was probably 13 or 14, we had a sports psychologist. She would guide us through uh, meditations. And when I was a kid, I was just like, this is stupid. Why am I just sitting here? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but then I got to the point where I, I, I enjoyed the, the dreaming. And the dreaming actually helped me become very creative. 
and uh, and that later on in in my more uh, like later years becoming an adult uh became a thing where i wanted to go to bed early not only because it would get me up early but because i would be awake enough that i wouldn't just pass out going to bed and during that time right before passing out i could start to imagine envision myself i loved i loved imagining myself doing gymnastics and winning the olympics that was like the thing i just continued and i would create uh routines and uh yeah it was just this whole like magical experience and i would get like uh, into an elevated state of emotion that I I truly believed helped my performance uh, greatly. I, I could go over uh, movements and sometimes they would carry over into my actual dreams. So that was like a form of meditation that I was using back then as just a way of being creative. And then eventually I started getting very stressed with just basic nature of becoming an adult, running your own business, um, having a family that I would use meditation, like I use it today, as just patchwork. I'm not feeling good. I need a reset. What can I do? I just do a guided meditation, maybe a YouTube video, something, just to uh, get me through. And I did that for many years until I developed uh, uh, tinnitus or tinnitus in my, in my left ear, which is this constant ringing. I, st I still have it. Um, and, and when this happened, I, I became really depressed because I thought to myself, I'm never going to hear silence ever again. And I think it was on September 7th. Yep. September 7th of 2018. I was in Atlanta, uh, the night before teaching a seminar and, um, I was just going nuts because of this ringing and I was desperate for something to change. And I, I did the classic patchwork uh, just meditation, just turn something on. And uh, this one was very cathartic. Uh, I, I was crying. I, I, I felt just like this was the end, basically. But somehow I managed to make it through approximately 45 minutes. And then I fell asleep. And I woke up the next day feeling like, okay, there is hope. But I can't be um, only meditating when I feel terrible. I, I need to make this a little bit more of a, a, a real practice. And uh, I decided to do the whole transcendental meditation thing, the TM thing, where you go and you get a mantra and you do the whole thing. And uh, you do 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And I did that religiously for a few months. And it was really helpful. But it, it just wasn't me. It was something that was beneficial, but it became a trap. It just it felt like if I don't do this mantra, if I don't say this mantra, if I don't sit down for 20 minutes, if I don't do it, my life is going to be shit. That, that's how it felt. So I was very scared. And the moment I, I became scared of the meditation, I realized, okay, wait, I need to let go of this and really think about meditation from a different perspective. Why don't I just sit down without a timer, without a mantra, Without focusing on my breath, I just sit down and see what happens. And uh, that's when I started really learning how to shift gears with my meditations. And I realized, okay, with my breath, if I want to enter a state where I'm a little bit more alert, all I have to do is increase the length of my inhale versus my exhale. If I want to get a little bit more relaxed, I simply have to increase the length of my exhale versus my inhale. If I want to be focused, I simply have to match the inhale to the exhale. I can even go and do something like box breathing, which is uh, equal parts inhale to hold at the top, exhale to hold at the bottom. And um, 
I started practicing this according to what I needed in the moment. So if I had a few days where I was waking up a little agitated, I knew that I had to calm down. If I woke up days uh, where I, I felt like I wanted to do everything but work, then I knew I needed to get into a state of focus. So I would do more of the box breathing type exercises followed by just sitting in a meditative state. If I was feeling sleepy, I was maybe on a, in a different country, on a different time zone, I needed to wake up, I would do that and follow that with meditation. And in addition to using the breath work to access different outcomes that you can get from meditation, um, I've also worked a lot on uh, entering different emotional states. So um, being able to enter an elevated state of emotion that allows me to act with, with purpose. And this is something that I do before a seminar or an event or if I'm going to jump on a podcast. I actually just did it. Uh, 15 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago or whatever, which is uh, maybe I listen to something that puts me, allows me to put myself in a state where I feel uh, ready to go. That even if my body is down, my mind is ready. I feel emotionally available. And uh, sometimes it only takes two, three minutes to get to that state. And the more you practice, the more available that is. Um, yeah, so there, there are many layers, and I know that I was long-winded about it, but that's, that's been my experience, and uh, uh, as of right now, I'm in a, in, a, in a time where I am meditating only once a day, and it's between 10 and 20 minutes, and it usually happens uh, right before lunch. It just happens to be the, the time that I'm doing it at. And uh, uh, the one that I did this morning was an early one. That was patchwork. And then I did another one, uh, yeah, later uh, in the day, right before uh, eating lunch. But it's, it's serving me to just have um, a common denominator throughout the week. It's like, okay, this is your stillness time. And whatever you need from that stillness will be available for you when you sit down. So I'm, uh, I'm choosing the consistency at this, at this point just, just to anchor. Yeah. Carl, that was awesome. I, I actually wrote down like the, um, how, how you easily broke up into whether you want to use a breathing technique for, for focus versus being excited or versus calming yourself. I think that's a great tip for everybody. Um, I don't particularly meditate consistently. Um, I've just kind of figured out some other strategies where I can kind of bring myself up, bring myself down. But I am curious, Carl, when you're working with athletes and you're working with clients about um, meditating, because I often get these questions too, is how are you teaching them the level of awareness when it comes down to, hey, this is what you should feel and this is what you need? Like, what are the strategies that somebody can implement, especially our listeners, can implement? Um, and, and recognize, really, like recognize so that they can implement the correct strategy for whatever it is they need. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's different. Uh, actually, today I had a, a group of people and I was talking to them about some breath work and meditation. And I said, you know, uh, today during your meditation, we're going to focus on the breath and we're actually going to get pretty technical about it. And we're going to count how many seconds you're actually inhaling and exhaling. And it's going to be kind of like counting sheep. Okay, so you're going to count sheep, you're about to go to sleep kind of thing, and you're counting sheep, and there's going to get a, you're going to get to a point where you forget that you're counting sheep and you're going to wander off. Your mind is going to go elsewhere. The moment you notice that you have wandered off and gone elsewhere, 
the moment you realize that, that's when your practice really begins. That's when meditation begins. And what you have to do in that moment to really instill the practice is return to the count. So it's return to the breath. It's the return to the focus that is the practice of meditation. That is the practice in itself. So uh, today it was that. It was saying, okay, we're just going to do a technical little breathing thing. You are going to have your eyes closed. You are going to be sitting or lying down with your legs bent. So in case you fall asleep, your knees buckle and it wakes you up. Um, But you're going to uh, lose track of the count. You're going to allow that to happen. And you're going to notice when you lose track and then you're going to return. So that's going to be a focus. Now, that's just like a very general statement. But this is the first exercise I do with every single person that I talk to when it comes to meditation. I say, and, and you guys can do this too, or if you're listening, you can do this. You're simply going to lift your hands up so you can, you can see them. And uh, you're going to look at your hands. And uh, as you're looking at your hands, you're going to start to describe what you see. So you're basically just going to say, okay, I see uh, lines on my hands. I see fingers. I see uh, the, the, the color of my skin. I see calluses. Uh, I can even see that my skin is a little translucent, so I can see maybe some, uh, some uh, vascularity there. I can even see the blood. If I really start to pay attention a little bit closer, I can start to feel what I'm seeing. And the moment you start to feel what you're seeing, maybe you're actually feeling your heartbeat in your hands. Maybe you're starting to feel like a little tingle, a little vibration. The moment you feel that which you're seeing, you're 100% present in that moment. Thus, you are in a meditative state. And that's the simplicity of meditation. And this is something that if you've ever, I mean, there's tons of apps like Calm or Headspace. I think Headspace does, I forget, I haven't used it in a long time, but Headspace, I think he starts with a, a body scan. They do like a head to toe body scan. This whole like hand thing is very similar. And doing it with your hands, it's it's like the farthest furthest point in your body that you kind of like have good articulation with, but it's still part of you that you can work with. And once you get the feeling of being fully engaged in that with your scene and you can feel it, you are with it, then you can start to scan your whole body in this way. And uh, that alone is a pretty powerful experience. It's, it's an experience of developing body awareness. Then I think it was Deepak Chopra had uh, a really simple explanation on how to uh, work with this body scan, especially when you're finding resistant, resistance points. So, for example, if you have some pain, let's say you have knee pain or neck pain or wrist pain or something that just feels off, you can... Uh, Channel your focus onto that one point. I hear the ringing in my ear. I hear the. I feel the pain in my knee, and then go from there, and then release the focus and let it be on the entirety of your body. And notice how the pain or your relationship to the pain or that which was causing resistance changes. And this whole idea of wholeness first is uh, is key. It, it allows you to just become part of the container of your consciousness. And I know that sounds very meta, sounds very out there, but, but basically you, you become aware that you're aware and you start to realize that you're an observer of your actions. Thus, you're not your actions, but you can, uh, you can change them. 
this does two things. One, it takes away judgment on self, which adds uh, discernment. And with that discernment, you start to see true value. So any, anytime you're lacking self-worth, just being more aware makes you more worthy. And the other thing it allows you to do is to, um, to give yourself feedback and make changes that maybe you wouldn't have made unless you had been in a safe state of awareness or observation. Yeah, so these are little things uh, that I do uh, when talking about meditation, and it's, it's a conversation I could have for, for hours. And I'm not even a meditation specialist. I just happen to like it. <laughs> so it's, that, that, take that with a grain of salt. That was awesome. Thanks, Carl, for sharing that. That was that was really good. Actually, it kind of brings me back to um, a conversation I had today um, with an athlete who came from practice, and he's like, he's like, Coach B, um, how do I get myself to be present with what I'm actually doing right now? I had a bad practice. I had bad moments. I had bad, you know, I, I didn't perform to my expectation. And um, then we came in to, to lift afterwards, and, and that's when he asked me, and I was like, listen, yeah, bad moments they make, don't make up a bad day. Like bad reps and within a practice don't make up a, a bad practice. Um, a bad possession doesn't make up a bad performance within a game. Like just because one thing didn't go the way it wanted to doesn't mean that you that the whole thing was trash. Um, and I think that comes back to we can relate that to what we said at the beginning where we started. Where um, if we feel fatigued and we feel tired and we feel stressed, like. Um, everything is, doesn't mean everything's going bad. It just means that that is a, a, a snapshot in time of how we feel at that time, at that moment. And, um, our level of aware, again, awareness, right. Brings us back to where we are and allows us to be, be present. So I told this, this athlete in, in, in specifically, I said, listen, you have to be able to develop strategies um, and in coping skills to allow yourself to understand where you are right now so that you can maximize, um, what it is that you're doing in the moment. We often say W I N like, you know, we, we, we aspire to win championships and everything you do. Right. So win, right. W spell W I N spells win, but mm -hmm. in reality as an acronym, it's what's important now. And so what we're trying to teach them is like, listen, if you're doing this act right now, which may be a lower body strength training session or whatever it constitutes within. If we're doing core, if we're doing trap bar, whatever it is, be fully immersed into what it is that you're doing right now so that you can maximize it. And it kind of goes back to like that list idea that we, we talked about before. If you have to cross something off that list and if you choose to cross something off the, that list, be fully immersed in whatever that is that that it is that you need to get done and then move on to the next thing. You know, and that act of being able to be um, truly present is a skill. Like it's not this, this, um, this, this concept that people can't get better at. Right? Everybody can get better at it, um, but it takes a lot of focus, and it takes a lot of awareness, and it takes a lot of um, attention that we all can get better at. You know, and um, it's this concept of. of great growth mindset, but really just truly understanding that you can get better at, um, handling everything that it is, that's going on around you. Um, so if you're able to, if you want to work out, write it down. If you know, you want, you need to get your grocery shopping done, write it down. What's even better now is like, you can do, you don't even need to go to the grocery store. Like you can do everything online. There's so many shortcuts within. Yeah, we do the same. There's so many shortcuts within our that are at available that we can. We just have to be able to take advantage of. 
Um, but yeah, like make your list, check it off, but be, be fully intentional and fully present with whatever it is you need to do. And just know that there's going to be other things that, that are going to be called upon that demand your attention and your time. Um, just knock it out one, one, one thing at a time. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of using the Instacart and all <laughs> ordering everything online. Now, uh, my husband actually said like, well, how much is this costing us? I was like, just think about like my hourly rate. It's saving us a fortune um, because <laughs> I'm not having to go to the store to do it. But I think that this has been an amazing conversation, Carl and coach B and, and, you know, for me, it's, it's trying to exercise, but you know what? If I only have 10 minutes, it sure sounds like taking that step back and taking 10 minutes to just recharge your batteries. It can have a huge, it can have great impacts or, or journaling. I know a lot of people journal, uh, in 10 minutes and it can recharge your batteries. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, a little stressed at the beginning of your week, I think what we're all saying is that you need to take a step back and focus in on yourself. Take that step to give yourself the attention that you need and shut down the barriers of all the other things and all the other people in your life and focus in on you. Coach B, I'll pass the mic to you for final thoughts and then Carl, but Coach B, agree? I do. Yeah. It's, um, I, I'm a firm believer. Like you have to be able to take care of yourself, like self-care, self-love. Like if you, if you, if you love yourself, then it allows you to be able to love other people, you know, even more so. But, um, if you're not taking those moments and those opportunities when you can, um, invest in yourself and, and reset yourself, um, and then it's going to be that much more challenging when other people are going to be calling upon your resources. So make sure that you spend some resources on yourself um, so that you can you can be the best version of yourself to other people. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, uh, it's, it's learning to shift gears. Uh, an example of something that happened to me the other day, a, a friend had a terrible accident uh, in a coma. I woke up to this news and then I had to jump into an important meeting. And uh, I was struggling to shift gears, but the awareness of knowing that there was nothing I could do in that moment and uh, the saying no to worrying at this moment so that I can do the thing that is actually going to move the needle in a positive way for myself and everybody else allowed me to participate without the guilt or the regret of not uh, thinking about my friend who had just suffered this this terrible accident. Uh, so yeah, learning to shift gears is a big one. And, and sometimes it's, uh, like we say, it's, it's awareness, but it comes from micro practices such as journaling, exercising, meditating, uh, having an, a creative outlet, having uh, a meaningful conversation, uh, and, and just slowly planting those seeds that uh, will come bearing some fruits as, uh, as life unfolds. And with that, that is another episode of Meta Athletes, The Playbook. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can continue leveling up your life so that you can win in life. And with that, we'll see you in next week's episode.